Alright, dude. Ready? Three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Strange Range. Uh, I haven't been in a room with you, basically, for like a month now. It's been like two weeks. I think yeah. it's like two weeks. It's oh, going to be back, I miss man. you, baby. I know. Oh, he misses me. <laughs> yeah, so you've been on vacation. I had uh, Whizbang on with me last week. I listened to it. It was a good episode, man. It was, yeah. So we tried out, we've been talking about the Discord thing for a while now. Gave it a shot. I think it'll work out. I gotta. I'll probably get some new equipment, but I think it worked out pretty good. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Gives us uh, gives us some options for some guests that can't make it out physically, so that's pretty cool. And I think it'll be uh, once we can get people in there joining on the phone. I think it'll be a good time. But yeah, we are. Uh, we're drinking it up today. Yeah, this is a eight percent, but it's uh, the new Hazetron IPA, Imperial Hazy. I got a seven point eight. So you're you're beating me. We got. I got the Creeper Pigeon. Creeper pigeon out of Polson. You still win. It's pretty sick, too. <laughs> it's pretty rad. I dig it. Yeah, this is a new one from Deschutes, man. Uh, speaking of which, got a chance to go and actually sit down at Deschutes. Deschutes Brew while I was uh, on vacation. Mm. Have you you'd been there before? No, no. I'd driven past it. I, I couldn't remember. I thought I had been, but I remember the last time I stopped on that trip was in Eugene. And uh, I couldn't remember what brew was in Eugene, so it was like, oh, shit. But, yeah, I had to keep that boy busy. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, he played his, <laughs> played his Switch a lot, but like, there were just moments where he's like, are we there yet? And I'm like, trying not to tell him there's 13 hours left. And I'm like, no, we're not there. So we ended up stopping and getting some food and sticker slapping everything. And Hell yeah. It was rad. We stopped at a bunch of uh, Crater Lake. Yeah, right Crater on. Crater Lake was amazing, gorgeous. Yeah, keep your eye out for those uh, them strange QR code stickers. Yeah. Those are, they're out there. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna print out or get some more made, and then I'm going to... Our, all of our friends that are in different states, we're going to make care packages. Hell yeah. We're going to send them out and have them go hit different spots and, uh, yeah, try to get us out. We out here. All right. Yeah. Let the people know. My boy Colton is on a trip to Tennessee right now. Slap him up. Yes. Uh, I know he put one on, uh, in, uh, Metropolis in, uh, an old Superman's hometown. So that's it's, pretty it's cool. It's so weird every time you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Metropolis, pretty cool. yeah. Pretty cool. So, whoever's going to Gotham. Yeah, no shit. Um, I got him in Kalispell, Salt Lake City. No, I didn't get him in Salt Lake City. I had 10 minutes. I had 10 minutes to run across the entire airport. I think it's vast. Yeah. Yeah, so that sucked. Were you on the, the hamster the hamster track? Jack wanted to, and I was like, there's too many people not running on it. Like, just, I'm just, I was like, just mosh you, away down the line. Oh, I have my skateboard with me. I'm like, son, if you weren't here, I'd be hauling ass through here. Speaking of skateboards and airplanes, did you see that video this I week? I did. I was so you know proud what of that. I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was proud as shit that guy because they, yeah, they were trying to charge him 90 bucks, but yeah. the new board's 50. That's, I'm sure that was his thought process, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. sure. This is unnecessary. And it's like, you charging a man sixty or $90. I, yeah. It, it makes no sense because like that's Spirit Airlines, right? They are like the crackheads of like the airplane world, so... I, I just walked mine in, stuck it right up in the, in the overhead every time I went. Because that's what they were trying to get him for. He was putting it in like the mock-up uh, overhead whatever, you know, and uh, it was like a little too long, but it's a fucking skateboard. It would have fit It would have fit up there easy. It was like six inches too long, which, to be honest, six inches is always too long. It's a lot. That's above average. It's a lot, you know. It's, it's above average, okay? Six inches is huge. I hear, <laughs> I hear that. It's a real honest <laughs> size. Uh, I hear it's too big even. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's strangers without starting with dicks? Uh, Speaking of dicks, did you see Tommy Lee's dick on Facebook? What? Yeah, dude. What was that like? T. Lee dick? Yeah, like Monday, I think. Last Monday. 
I didn't get the notification this time. I was, I was, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was Facebook and Instagram. You posted it and it was up for like eight hours. Mm-hmm. He, he posted it to his, his shit. Good, by the way, the dude, yeah. everyone knows the guy's got a fucking stellar rig. He's so it's hanging, like, bro. Yeah. Show it off. Yeah. That's a good dick. Do you know That's who crazy. his lady is? No. Do you know like the super famous girl TikToker that was funny? That narrows it down. Mm. She wasn't necessarily trying to be hot. Uh, oh, God. What is her name? She was on... Uh, she came on um, on your mom's house with him. Uh, God. What is her name? You'd recognize her if I showed you. Hold on. I feel like I heard her name the other day. Sorry. No. no why did I say TikTok? I'm old. Uh, Viner. Okay. All right. I was going to say, is she fucking 14? What's going on? <laughs> Nowadays, dude. You never uh, know. Oh, man. Um, God, where is that the new one? Dude, he's just slaying dimes. Well, yeah. Yeah, but he's, I mean, come on. First of all, I was about to say he's old, but look at Tommy Lee. He's not that he old. He looks good as fuck. Where is she? See, if you, uh-oh. Don't fucking know. All right. Just definitely botching this one. Um, but yeah, she, uh. At first, I was like, dude, she's really hot, and she's a younger a younger chick. Like, Tommy Lee's doing good. And then she starts opening up about her childhood, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> she got problems. I <laughs> she see. Got, she got problems. Wow. Hey, dude, he he was dating Tara, uh, Tara Reid. Nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Did you ever see that like that famous like nip slip picture of her? Probably. Tara Reid? Oh, bad. it's real bad. It looks like someone sewed a pepperoni on her. <laughs> Crudely sewed a pepperoni. <laughs> Look at that, dude. Okay. Uh, But yeah, good for him. Good for him, dude. No, I did not see his dick, so. Yeah, it was was good. It was good. Yeah, I have seen his dick before. (laughs) I I can't remember. He didn't steer a boat with it. He did something with it in that video. Uh, Didn't he hit the horn with it? I just, I remember that in the the Pam Anderson sex tape when he had the, when he was holding the remote up to it. You remember that? Oh, God. It's the size of my remote. Dude. (laughs) Speaking of uh, horns and clown noises, so I'm on, I'm on like my vacation and I know where it's like, I got a notification. I see it's like from Chase and I'm like, I'm like reading into it. I'm like, oh, cool. Chase sent me something. And it's just like, Chase sent you a request to honk girl's heaven. I was trying to do you a clown favor. Clown girl honk heaven. Uh, no, kind of. <laughs> same, same group of weirdos, but okay. this one was, is, is more, uh, it's more on the nose. <laughs> I think this one was called uh, something Sloppy Top Circus. Yeah, Sloppy Top Circus. So, I, I, did I make a mistake and just give you like a new fetish? No, kind of. <laughs> the way you like goose honked that no out was hilarious. But uh, no, it's funny is because like I found it on accident. I think it was a meme page. Well, yeah, now I, then, every time I find it, I have to send them to you. I did like it's required. I thought it was a meme page, and then like I pull it up. And well, I, I, I set the request to be like added to the group. I'm like, cool. This looks funny. It's a bunch of chicks dressing like clowns. Like, okay. And then like a couple days goes by. It's like you've been added. Then I start seeing these things pop in my feed, and I forgot I had added myself. And I'm like, a lot of clown girls recently. I'm like, that's a slutty clown girl. After a while, I start reading the comments. I'm like, oh, this isn't a meme page. This is a fetish page, yeah. and people are real into yeah. honking around. Yeah. And then so like I went to send Chase a, a picture of one of the girls on there, and it just sent him the group. So he adds himself, and later on, he's like, why? Why'd you add me and to that? I get the most hilarious boners, <laughs> dude. So so I knew it was like out of hand when uh, he used my phone to like, connect to live on one of the episodes, and uh, he goes to. He just taps the search bar on Facebook. It just sees that's the first thing that pops up. And I'm like, shit, that's embarrassing. So I, I removed myself from the group. 
And then Pussy. I'm on vacation. And I don't know where Chase is like, nope, we're in it together. Nope. It sends me a request for another clown girl group. And now I just got a thing. So all you uh, all you honking girls out there with the uh, the awesome Clussy, like, hit me up. Listen, man, I'm just saying I'm not, not into it, you know? <laughs> I still think that we should probably get a hold of uh, old Cummy the Clown. Dude. Because I think, I think she curates both of those groups. I found the Reddit you talked about. Yeah. Heavy breathing. Yeah. Heavy makeup-filled breathing. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of them you're like, okay, maybe that's your thing. You see a few of them and you're like, sweet Jesus. Yeah. They're getting after it. Yeah. That's a thing. They're putting in the effort. I mean, some of them not so much, but like some of them are really putting it in, you know? <laughs> Somebody getting is. Getting them put in. And yeah. uh, the funny thing is, is I looked through it for a bit, uh, just just curious. And uh, But no, at first I was like, a bunch of them got to be juggalettes or whatever. And then, like, I didn't see that. And then I saw one girl. I'm like, she's kind of hot. And, like, three pictures over, it's just, like, juggalo paint. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, there's one. Yeah. Of course. There had to be. You can't kill those people. There had to be. No. You they, can't kill them. <laughs> walking, talking diarrhea people. <laughs> <laughs> just dirty brown water trash. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, definitely we should probably hit up Cummy the Clown. Because not only is that just a great name. What an interview that would be. Fuck Yeah. I mean, maybe she's boring as fuck, and that's just like the one thing that she does, but I, I would like to know. To, to elaborate, like to we're know. talking about a female, by the way. It's just yeah. not some dude slow jerking his dick and going through fucking Reddit. Yeah. Because there are <laughs> There's those. There's a couple of those, too. There are those. <laughs> no, so yeah, I took this trip. It's really uh, sad, though. <laughs> my sister was getting married again, and... Uh, <laughs> and... and uh, so, yeah, Tyler was going to go down there, and I was like hitting my mom about it, and she was like, you should go, you should go. And I'm like, ah, I haven't left Montana in like three and a half years since I moved here, and I, there's not a whole lot of reasons to leave. Yeah. And then I was like, fine, fuck it. So we got, we got it all set up, and um, yeah, so I took my boy with me, though. This was his first time flying. Like, dude, you should have seen. He was super excited. We started taking off, and he's like, we're going fast. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you see like a little bit of fear face. And I, like as soon as we started coming up, he just got scared, and I just turned his head, and I was like, look out the window. You're flying. And instantly, he's just like, yeah! Yeah, dude. He was so happy. Yeah, that's rad. Because he didn't want the window seat. And I, like, I made it all happen. I'm like, you're going to sit by the window. Mm-hmm. Like, it's your first time doing it. Uh, so we flew out of Kalispell into Salt Lake City. Uh, sprinted like white Hussein Bolts across the whole thing. Barely fucking made it. Got in the other plane. Landed in Sacramento. Uh, went and had dinner there. And then that's when I started seeing... Like, I just haven't seen these yet uh tesla stations everywhere yeah yeah because we've got like i don't know like four charging stations at the electric company in kalispell and that's i think pretty much all that's around here you can have some but you're coming here for it yeah <laughs> right uh, the tap. but no like we, uh, we went to i think williamson which is like right down the road from sacramento it's a different town but we went and got like some like I think it was mostly like a sandwich bar restaurant kind of spot. It had mounts, huge mounts everywhere. So it was pretty rad. But uh, across the street was like some like convenience store that had tweakers hanging out in the alley. And it, Classic. In between the convenience store, the tweakers, and like on the other side of the alley literally was the charging station. So I'm like, how are they not pulling copper out of that fucker? <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> Dude, I'd give them a chance, all right? They're pretty crafty. I'm saying that charging station definitely doesn't work anymore. Oh, yeah. No, dude. Oh, dude. You know, they're just like... That turned into one rock. I don't, okay, I'm, I'm eventually going to tell this whole story, but I just instantly like, I had a sidetrack. How did we use payphones forever? Because imagine what the homeless were doing to those. I Yeah, dude. Gross. I, I remember picking up payphones and looking at the receiver and being like, I don't need to make a call that bad. Mm, yeah, it really depended on where you're at. If you're at a bus station or a fucking train station. Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, God. 
Yeah. yeah, especially the ones that were in the box, like in the booth booth. Mm-hmm. They just smelled like piss. Oh, because they were full of piss. They were full of piss because yeah. where else is more convenient to piss than like in the place that you have to stand with your feet? It's hard to get out of. Yeah. As soon as those doors close, you try to get out, you know, claustrophobic and stuck. Did you ever watch that movie uh, Adventures in Babysitting back in the day? Man, it's been so long. There's that scene where she goes into the, the phone booth to <laughs> make a call. And uh, some homeless guy was in it, and she and he was like, or he was outside of it, and all of his shit was inside of it. And he starts banging on the door. He's like, "You're in my house." And she opens the door and kicks all his shit out and goes, "You just moved." All right, that's, that's perfect. That's it's fucking great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so we hung out there for a bit, and then I made it back to Reading, where my mom lives. Was there less than twenty four hours, and I had to drive to Klamath. So that's two and a half hour drive. Drove up there, stayed the night. The wedding was cool, actually. Like, it was the first time we had all of our siblings together. That's pretty cool. Saw a bunch of old family members that, like, back in the day didn't like me. And they were just like, oh, we've been stalking your Facebook. You're doing great. And I'm like, awesome. You got that podcast thing going? And I'm like, you don't listen, do you? <laughs> you would not be proud of me. You know, just ranchers. Just real, like, uh, I get a little loose when I have tequila every couple weeks on the weekends. Yeah. But- I don't think my mom knows that I do this show or if she, or she's probably aware of it and just pretends like it doesn't happen. <laughs> I imagine she's tried to listen to at least one episode. <laughs> my mom officially said that she's no longer listening to the episodes. That was a good run. Well, okay, yeah. It was a good run. <laughs> How many times? I had to apologize to my mom mid-conversation a lot, but it was like, I'm not stopping. Yeah. You know, uh, so now Jason, the rule, it's not it's that she said, fame, man. <laughs> she didn't say I won't listen to him. She turned to Jason and was like, you're going to listen to these alone from now on. And I, was, and I asked <laughs> her, like, why? The same thing. He goes, because she's just now finding out, as you being 33-year-old scumbag, that you're not her little baby anymore. And it's like, you have no idea what I've been up to. <laughs> these days have been rough. Oh, the stories we have told. Oh, dude. Well, she knows now. But uh, went up to Klamath for the wedding, and like that was pretty cool. And then drove to Mount Shasta from there. Then the next day... I didn't, I didn't stop traveling for the first four and a half days. I Damn. Mean, it got to the point where like I ended up canceling some uh, some plans. So I was like, dude, this isn't a vacation. Like I am having fun. I'm seeing these people. I'm having a good time. I'm doing cool stuff. But I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. And then my son with all the traveling, like he wasn't going to like, he was like, let's watch fucking movies. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then like out of nowhere, he's just not falling asleep to movies anymore. And like we're sleeping with, with each other because we're in the spare room. So he like at... Like, he got obsessed with Men in Black. I explained to him nice. the premise of Men in Black, and he was like, why haven't we watched this? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I got it. He's like, we watched the black men tonight? And I'm like, men? men. I'm like, men in black, okay? Let's just get ahead just of that. Just one black man. Let's just get ahead of that. Oh, by the way, I, I, I haven't seen it in forever. There are so many hilarious black jokes in that thing. Like, he really, like anytime someone makes anything that's suggestive, like, Will Smith almost breaks the fourth wall. He literally just turns and just calls him out on, on the spot. Yeah. I forgot about it, even back then. But, uh... So we ended up watching every night, but he wasn't sleeping either, but uh, got to do the documentary. So uh, we kind of hinted at it the last couple yeah. of episodes. Uh, I'm in a documentary. Um, in fact, uh, the director, uh, Elijah Sullivan, uh, we're going to try to get him on the podcast because it's two stories because he tried for uh, 10 years to get this full local story out about a hole, a 60 foot mine shaft that was found on the side of Mount Shasta, which is already a hub for the mystic uh, all over the U.S. People come from everywhere, different countries to go walk up that. there. Oh, dude. Lemurians and all that shit. Hippies go over there and they just hug fucking sage. Those are worth the trolls. Yeah. Well, that was one thing, too. They thought a troller... So, okay. I'm going to go back a little bit. Back her up, Captain. Okay. So, I got tricked into working for... By the way, uh, I've heard a lot more. What I thought was a cult might not have been a cult. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, it was it was just after 2008 when everybody was having a hard time finding work. Um, I was just turned 20. Um, now I was still like a punk rock street kid and stuff, but I had had some good jobs. I'd worked hard. I'd worked for the state before on a trail crew. I had just gotten firefighter certified for wildlife fire, and I uh, it was a um, contract crew. So I waited after I put all my money into the training, into my gear, bought fire boots, everything. I was ready to go and uh, didn't get a call that year. It was a no burn year or just like there was no big fires. And I would call my fire boss. And I'm like, like, damn. Oh, dude, I'm a, I was already poor. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and then everybody's like, you should find a job. And I'm like, I got a job. It just doesn't pay yet. But uh, shit was pretty good, by the way. Fuck yeah. Uh, so. I was just like looking for work. I answered an ad on MSN job message board and it was for building a fence in Mount Shasta. I instantly gave it a call. A guy answered and he's like, hey, uh, yeah, we need Fucking work for MSN messenger. That's how old it was. That's how old it was, dude. And uh, he's like, do you have your own gear, gloves, boots? And I'm like, yep. And he goes, can you get your ass up here? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, all right, come up here. Meet me at this hotel. I'll meet you in the lobby. We'll get you a room. We start in the morning. By the way, that is always a terrible idea when you met the dude on MSN messenger. It wasn't even the dude flying the ad. It was just the crew lead. I'm just saying. I met this guy on a message board, and he told oh, me to meet him at a hotel. That sounds like a terrible idea. Ah, what was it? It was an MSN back page. I can't remember. Uh, but, no, they gave me a room. The next day, I, uh, I showed up in the, uh, in the parking lot of the hotel. There was a van there with a bunch of guys. Like I said, I was 20. They were all late 30s, early 40s, probably. Kind of an unruly group of dudes. It still sounds like a porno. Yeah. And uh, we got in this van, right? <laughs> so, uh, we get in this van. We start driving up the mountain. And after a while, I'm like, who the fuck has a fence up here? Like, who, who, who's living up here? It's public land. Mm. I didn't know that back then, though. And we ended up pulling off on a dirt road. We get out. We start walking this trail. And these dudes got tools. They've got fucking, uh, like, milk jugs full of water and shit. We start getting up the trail. And finally, I spoke up for the first time. And I was just like, where's this fence line? And they all start laughing at me. And eventually, one guy's like, that's what they told you? And I'm like, fuck, what have I done? And he's like, they told me we were raising a barn. And one guy said another thing. And as I'm like really contemplating it, because we're walking through the woods like, like the seven dwarves. Like, like they're all laughing, joking out of nowhere. Like, it's uphill. It just opens to a, a little mini clearing. And there's a fucking mine shaft. And I get filled in real fast that like I'm going to be the dude standing next to this tree pulling buckets. And uh, I met the guy who was running it. Uh, all I knew is his name was Joseph. Uh, full suit and tie every day we were up there. He'd walk the trail. Is Joseph Smith. Oh, dude, as, as fake as it comes. I, <laughs> and uh, long story short, um, yeah, I ended up uh, mining illegally on accident, not knowing, uh, pulling dirt out of this hole. And they had told us if we found anything. They wouldn't tell us what we were looking for. If we found anything weird to pull it out, we had to hand it to them and pretty much face the other direction. Why they cracked these? They had an old Navy vet named Koki who was their rock guy, and he'd crack these rocks in half, and they'd give us a yes or no. And if we got a no, we kept digging. And I did it for two and a half months. Uh, it got really sketchy. It got to the point where a couple of the guys in the crew started speaking up about bringing guns out there, and because uh, we were worried that if we finally found whatever these guys were looking for, because we I found out later on that we hit sixty feet, sixty feet. Just, I know I'm hammering this point here. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that you said then it got sketchy after you met a stranger on a message board in the early 2000s got into a van after you met him at a hotel with a bunch of other dudes he dropped you off in a hole and your supervisor's name was Koki and then it got sketchy <laughs> I was an energetic young man and I wasn't a smart one but uh, it gets sketchier than that uh, so we ended up thinking they were going to kill us they got to the point where it was like what if we pull this shit out we're at 60 feet now 
we, we are starting to pick up how illegal it is. The, the older guys were kind of keeping that to themselves, like their thoughts, because we needed money. It was all under the table. We were getting per diem. Like I said, it was hard to find work then. Judging by a couple of the guys, they had been in prison. Um, the other ones just looked like guys my dad fished with that didn't bring to barbecues. <laughs> okay, yeah. You all get right. that? Yeah. Those guys? Yep. And, uh, and then um, out of nowhere uh, on the last day, you know, I hear yelling from the hole. By the way, this is how sketchy it was. I think I filled, some, uh, filled in for somebody. Because I know they had been there longer because they were at like 15 feet when I got there. Mm-hmm. But I was the, when I walked up, I was like, I need a rope. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, I'm standing next to a tree next to a mine shaft. There's only four foot of dirt here. I'm going to tie myself to this tree. And they're like, huh, smart kid. <laughs> and so I found a piece of rope and tied <laughs> myself. Think of the rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the last day, I, I, I hear yelling. I, I leaned forward on my heart, on my, my rope and looked down. And they're like, we got something and we got a lot of it. And we started pulling these boulders out, and we stacked them way off to the side and uh, faced the opposite way. Koki broke them, and out of nowhere, I just heard, go home. After he broke them. So we all go down the okay. hill. Two and a half months in, I go back to my hotel room. I can't sleep. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I need this money to pay my bills. I, 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 but I need to get out of here. Like, this is something's going to happen. I don't know what, but something's going to happen. I'm laying in bed. I can't sleep. Phone call at midnight. And it's the crew lead, and he goes, listen, Joseph just talked to me. That shit's got to come down the mountain. He's going to pay you $200 just out of his pocket. Me and you are going to go up this mountain right now at midnight, and we're going to bring that shit down. We're going to use your truck. Legit. And uh, while I was filming the documentary, I'd always told this story over beers with people, just bullshitting. So no one ever believed me, so it was just like, oh, check out this crazy shit I did, right? It was always funny, you know? Uh, especially when something kind of weird happens. As the years go by, you just start looking at it through like a happy lens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting in this room in Mount Shasta. First, I had been there overnight once uh, to stay in a hotel for my anniversary with my ex-wife. Besides that, that was the first time I sat during the day in Mount Shasta in over 10 years since that happened, since I bailed. And uh, so it was weird, but like, I started thinking about my son. And it was just like, because no one knew I was there. No one knew where I was. They had no idea where on the mountain I was. They had no idea who I was working for. And then I decided to go up at midnight in the dark up this mountain, hike a trail with some guy who was straight out of prison and bring all this shit down that I was already where they were going to kill us for. And uh, we took a, we got there, took a Rubbermaid trash can because all we had. And I'm like, dude, this is not going to work. Like I've done like shitty trail work. Like all the, all this, this trash can is going to break down. And he's like, this is what we're going to do. Take your belt off. Okay. Take your belt off. Uh, we looped our, um, one more check. <laughs> we took our belts. And we looped them through the handles on the trash can and threw them over our shoulders. And we ran up the trail and loaded it full of boulders. And we did that over and over and over again until, uh, my truck was full, and uh, we got them all out, and we came down the mountain right before the sun came up. I flattened my leaf springs and blew my brakes coming down the mountain. Damn. Uh, at the very bottom of the mountain, I was worried about blowing through the intersection and going through a whole neighborhood. They had us meet them at a U-Haul, or no, at a uh, uh, storage unit, and I thought we were just going to drop the shit off, but maybe we were late because the sun comes up, and out of nowhere, two U-Hauls pull up, and they had already framed the inside of the U-Hauls with two-by-sixes with cradles for each boulder. The guys who were driving them never got out of the trucks. Bet they didn't get their deposits back on those. Nope. They never got out of the trucks. They st- I never saw them, the drivers. Um, we, the last thing I ever did was is sweating. I mean, we were bleeding sweat at this point. And uh, we picked those boulders up. We loaded the trucks. And uh, Joseph turned to me and said, thank you. I really appreciate it. I wasn't even thinking about the money. I, just, I Literally, I was just so You're blown away. 
Yeah. I was so blown away about what had literally just gone down, and now it's really clicking. Like, there's no reason they would have me go up there in the middle of the night if it wasn't highly illegal. And they took off. And it wasn't until hours later, I'm like, he didn't even pay me, and I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care. Still breathing. I, I literally took the last bit of per diem they gave me, and I threw up my truck, and I drove back, and that's when I started paperwork in the military. Well. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I just hung out and saw a couple friends, but... Dude, once I was back in, like, being gone for years, like, living up here, and, like, shit changed when I got up here. Like, I've been really, like, trying to, I mean, to be honest, figure out what's fucked up me and work on it. Like, like, like I realized I attract people that are like the mindset that I'm in at the time, and I'm trying to fix that. And I roll through town, man, and the first thing I noticed while driving through that town was, like, I saw these people, like, you know, fucking streetwalkers, fucking tweakers everywhere. And uh, I was like, man... It just feels impossible to move to Montana. And it's like, and like looking back, the fact that I did it and the amount of money I saved and grinding and like just taking the huge risk and going this far from any support system, it felt impossible and I'd already done it. And that was kind of the first sign where it was like, man, this place is negative. Yeah. And then I, I saw a couple friends. I had some people hit me up and they were like, you can text me back. What the fuck, man? And it was like, we don't talk anymore. And yeah. I ended up actually uh, like not hanging out with that many people and just like enjoying myself, having a good time. I play with my son a lot. Got a uh, long ass tattoo, badass tattoo on my arm. Uh, but that was the most fun I had. By the way, shout out to Kurt Bear at Iron Mountain Tattoo, one of the most amazing, the most amazing artists I've ever gotten tattooed by. Dude, I have this thing I've noticed that like when I sit down with someone that I know ahead of time is really fucking good at something, really really good at something. I am the weirdest guy in the world. If you've ever seen me meet musicians or pro skaters, it is cringy as shit. <laughs> so the first time he tattooed me, which was the last thing I did before I left and moved here, I got my son's ta- uh, tattoo, that, that grizzly bear. Uh, man, it was awkward. I was just trying to think of shit to say to him. I wanted to pick his brain. And it was just kind of quiet. And we did the work and it was done. This time I sat down with him and I actually got a chance to bullshit with him. And uh, dude... The guy knows more about Star Wars than I do. And at this point, the amount of nerdy, like deep diving I've done, like that's, it's, I mean, you keep up, Dylan keeps up, Dylan knows a little bit more, but not that many people. And we talked about Star Wars forever. Uh, It got to the point where we started talking about backpacking first. And then I knew he knew his shit. And and like, plus he uh, he does photography. Um, So he travels all over to do like uh, landscapes and uh, like nightscapes and stuff in the sky and all that. Um, So we started talking about like, because he was like, yeah, I've been in a hammock. And I, I was like, oh, you still using a, a sleeping bag? Or are you going to a quilt? And then I see his eyes open a little bit. I'm like, okay, this time's going to fly. We start getting through that. And we get into Star Wars. And then like his apprentice, who's cool as shit, keeps walking. Like, Kirk, do you need anything? You good? <laughs> um, music stopped. Watch more music. And after we had talked for like an hour and a half, just super nerdy on, on theories on Star Wars, he goes, Galactic Empire. Have you listened to that? Yeah. 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 I hadn't listened to it yet. We listened to both albums straight yeah. through. Just jamming, and then we talked about music because he was in a bunch of punk rock bands in the back of the day. And that was pretty rad. Yeah, so we were skateboarding, UFC. And I just sat and hung out with this guy, and it was funny because he has a newborn. He's 45, uh, but he has a newborn. Him and his wife is super cool, and uh, they both own their own businesses. And, like, dude, he's been, he went to Thailand like four times in the last two years, but really living it. Well, out of nowhere, like, I see everything shutting down because we had a late start, and I'm like, dude, we got a lot like hours to go. He was going to keep it open so we could stay. And she shows up. And he looks up and just sees her holding a baby just staring at him. He's like, hey, listen, listen. Okay, he's out of town. Like, we're going to stay late. And she's like, oh, 
and hands him the baby, and then he's like, "Look at my baby." But uh, <laughs> right on. We ended up staying in there till ten o'clock at night, man. Just me and him, just bullshitting, sweating our asses off. It was like hundred eight degrees outside. I had more fun doing that than I did like doing other things. It was just these weird little things, and plus like sending Chase pictures of food. Yeah, man, I'm so fucking <laughs> mad the whole time. That euro looked insane, dude. Okay, listen. If the guy selling you food, if if you can't tell what he's saying, even though he's speaking English and his knuckles are real hairy, that's a real euro. Yeah, I almost dude. got upset by the amount of meat I couldn't eat it. I had to like <laughs> I had to pick it apart and make a meat salad on one side, and then have like the actual euro. That's the best problem dude, I've ever heard of in my life. I know, life. man. I know. And like, oh, homemade tzatziki. None of this lamb. I still beef wish you would have brought me like a week old fucking euro. I'd have been fine. Should have done it, man. It's all stiff, and he's just uh, chewing on like yeah, jerky. <laughs> Just lamb jerky. <laughs> I had amazing sushi, man. Oh, amazing sushi. I had a bunch of different stuff. Um, yeah, it, it was a good time, man. And me and my son drove 15 hours back. Uh, stopped at Crater Lake, so it was a chance for him to actually see where Dad's from because he was born in Northern California, lived there for two years, and then moved up here. So all he knows is Montana. But he has no recollection of Oregon, and it's like Southern Oregon is like deep wilderness, way in the middle of fucking nowhere. But yeah, Crater Lake. Have you been? No. It is one of the most I think eerie. I maybe I've been past again. One of the most eerie and gorgeous places I've ever been in my life. It's just once you get up on the rim and you're looking down into a caldera of a blown up volcano that's filled with rainwater over thousands of years. In fact, it's so deep that uh, in the 90s, a helicopter went down in it and they had a truck, a mini sub up there. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And it's got an island in the center called Wizard Island. That's actually the tip of the mountain that sank in. Of course. Wizard. Uh, and like the last thing, my favorite part of it is cause I've been up there. I've been snowshoeing up there when I was a kid. Like that was like, we went up there all the time. But, uh, when you're standing on the edge of the rim, looking down into this gigantic caldera, a blown volcano full of pure blue rainwater, there's a, a piece of shale that's probably like a hundred feet tall that blew off and stuck on the inside of it. And it's called phantom ship cause it's in the shape of a uh, pirate ship. And it blends into the side. Oh, so you have crazy. to find it and you have to see it at a certain angle to actually see it. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Yeah. Huh. So we, we did that. We stopped some uh, random places, slap stickers everywhere. Went to Deschutes. I finally got to have a fresh squeeze from Deschutes, one of my favorite beers. Was it different? Mellower. Really? Yeah. Huh. It wasn't as hoppy. Interesting. It was actually almost like a different version of that beer that I could drink more of. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it was rad. That's that's exactly what I was thinking in my head when you told me you were going there. <laughs> and you said what you were going to go run in and grab. I was like, it's got to be a little different. I mean, they're always a little bit oh, different. Yeah. But <laughs> you would think it'd be stronger for some reason. had so many of those fucking beers. Oh, my God. I almost got one today until I saw this one. Because it's, uh, it's an Imperial Hazy IPA. It's a cool can. Yeah, that's fucking rad. Sucker for a cool can, man. Yeah, that panda one, the last one. Yeah. Now, now, literally, like usually, I just I'm a creature of habit. I'm like monogamous with all my gear and what I drink and what I eat. But uh, I've been going for cans recently, and that that um, metal looking panda one I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that uh, creepy pigeon's fucking rad, dude. Yeah, that one's dope. Well, I was reading the back of the can too. So this is from Polson. It's at a Glacier Brewing. Yeah, it's called Creeper Pigeon IPA. Um, Basically, it's saying that the creeper pigeon came from there was uh, during the beginning of the pandemic in in March of 2020 uh, when they were doing all the like having to sell drive through growlers and and prepackaged stuff, you know, which was actually for okay, listen, it was kind for of us cool in Mon- time for us in Montana, like our pandemic was rad. It was I dope because I don't like saying quarantine because we weren't quarantined. No, we were not quarantined not at all. We just had ghost roads. 
And I loved it. There was I no one in t- there was a weird vibe. It was strange. It did f- kind of feel like driving around a ghost town for a little mm-hmm. while. But it was kind of cool because it was like, this is different. But then you were getting those, remember the weird radio updates about like, at the very beginning about like, oh, we're up to this many cases. We're up to this many cases. It was a little bit like zombie movie-esque. It was. It was. I I dug (laughs) it, dude. Because like for guys like me and my buddies, like there's been years where like, this is it. Yep. This is why we have the guns. (laughs) Like it's going to turn them into zombies rage. And I I finally get to have my moment. Uh, Do you remember? Okay. So it was so mellow. I think the only team at the time, the only time we talked about being quarantined was like one of the first like couple episodes mm-hmm. where we were like it was literally during that like that two weeks to flatten the curve time yeah, period yeah. yeah we weren't even it was and just, we were like let's start a podcast in a small room with four guys <laughs> <laughs> that's when it felt kind of like quarantine yeah. but you know, the only yeah, real like a week it felt like that the only real time the pandemic felt like it hit here besides like and this is another thing, like, I mean, don't be wrong, this is red state, and everyone knows how, like, Woodside, the mask leans on the political spectrum. Like, people were like, you're not going to get me to wear a mask. But the cool part was, is those same people would wear a mask when they went into certain businesses, because we yeah. wanted them to stay open. Yeah. Like, that, I, I felt like that courtesy was there. Yeah. Just enough. Just enough. Just, just enough. Just enough. <laughs> but, uh, and then the parties and bar parking lots. Yeah. Like, that shit was cool. Dude, we that got That shit was down. cool. Yeah. I remember pulling up to the, the Silver Bowl at one time because they were serving out of their window. And there was like probably four cars behind me. And because I had just bartended that place like the year before, I knew everybody that was in line. Yeah. And so I got out and I'm talking with people and Danette's handing me free beers out the window. And I, I don't think yeah. any of us moved because we were just fucking bullshitting through our car window. We just hung out outside the yeah. bar. And dude, like, and by the way, it wasn't shots. It yeah. was glasses of whiskey. Yeah. Like there were times we, we need to, to get rid of this shit. <laughs> oh, dude, because me and Chase are kind of the same when we go out and we have to drive. It's usually like a two drink thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've already got a DUI back in the day. Like this shit runs in my family. I'm working on zero. So. Yeah, it's working on one. Trying to keep so, it that way. <laughs> so, but at that time, like you'd show up and it was just this weird energy, and we're like drinking in the parking lot, filming live streams for the podcast, just trying to get anybody to watch, and uh, it was a good time. That yep. I was that was a fun time, it, but the only time I felt crazy. Remember when we got the letters from work? Yeah, our traveling notes. I hand these papers to the brown coat so you can travel East Germany. Out of nowhere, it goes from being like the roads are empty, but we're not locked down to like, hey, like you might need these letters to get you get pulled over. And I'm like, for the cops what? are gonna stop you for driving. Which they were like, no. Fuck like no. absolutely not. But I think I have that and I think it's in my memory box. I still have it too. Yeah. Yeah, I can't throw that but like I've thought about throwing it away a few times. I've been like, this is disgusting, but I need to keep it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? it, dude, it was an era. Yeah. It is kind of a weird thing. It's all it's all like sun yellowed because it was in my in my windshield <laughs> forever and shit. Yeah. That was kind of weird. That was kind of fucking weird. So I'm like, there's no fucking way they're gonna do this shit, right? And they didn't. And they didn't, but they didn't yeah. talk about it. <laughs> What'd you do while I was gone, man? Ah, well, my sister moved to town. Yeah, with How time with my brother and kids. Yep, we gotta take him drinking. Yeah, for sure. He's so cool shit. that ended up being a fucking fiasco because they've been living out of like a really nice fifth wheel for a while. They sold but their two house. Kids though. Yeah, and I mean that situation works fine for him. The problem was they were waiting. He, he drives like a, a newer lifted Duramax, and he mm-hmm. was waiting for a chip to come in because it just was the truck was busted right before they needed to move. So that fucking sucks, right? So they ordered ordered the part, whatever it was supposed to come in like a week before, and they kept like every day they're like, oh yeah, we're shipping it today, shipping it today, and it pushed it out like a week, week and a half. Um, they ended up just saying fuck it and took off without their house, oh, so that God. sucks. 
um because he had he had already had a job interview lined up so he's like i gotta be there this weekend because yeah. i got an interview on monday and then i'll figure the shit out you know on tuesday and so they did that stayed with my parents or my dad you know and um ended up my dad and brandon had to go back to washington to pick up his truck and oh, and the trailer broke down in spokane fuck so l- luckily spokane we have a lot of people you know mm-hmm. so like that kind of worked out he was able to tow the trailer to a place that we trusted the truck went off to the shop it's still there um so God, my sister had so to buy yes yeah, had to buy a vehicle while she was up here oh shit. so that cut into the savings they had you know oh, put aside yeah. for the shit and uh but you gotta do yeah. what you gotta do i've been there before man it's it's that's sketchy. just it dude because i mean I don't know how your move went, but I'm sure it was there was it wasn't uh, smooth, you know. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. It yeah. was it was not easy, but it wasn't that bad. When I came up here the last time, and it's been about a decade now, but I had a pretty rough time too. Like I had a kind of the same thing. I had a vehicle lined up. This was kind of funny, actually. I don't know if I've told this story before. That I was working a moving job, and the it was like a couple of days before I was supposed to move. Maybe 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 a week or two, mm-hmm. right? And. uh so I was on this job. Um, we were out in, on the U district in, or in the U, U district in Seattle, and it was an older couple. They were moving back to California, and uh, we were in the garage, and they were showing us what they needed packed up and shit. And there was like a '94 Explorer sitting there. It was, I mean, fucking perfect condition. It had been in the garage for like ten years. And so I'm like, "Are you guys selling that before you take off? Because I'm I'm moving also, and I need something I can carry my shit over there with." Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah, no, you know, I'm, I'm basically telling them, like, I need help, like, fucking, you know, mm-hmm. work out a deal. And uh, so, like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We want to help you out. We want to help you out. I'm like, cool. So they're like, just come back up here, bring me, like, I think it was like two, $200, $400, $400. I was like, fuck yeah. It had like 80,000 miles on it. Really? Yeah. Crazy deal, right? That's right. And while we're in the garage, he fires it up, first turn, fucking good to go. Tires on it, we're good to go. The the plates were ten years out of date. That's how I knew he wasn't lying about so that. You know, right? you got to pay on it, yeah, but still. Yeah. So actually, you know what? I've never had that problem. Montana don't give a fuck about out of state shit. They're like, best state can deal with it. Yeah. See, that was kind of ended up being the problem because so I had. I mean, that was my plan. I had the vehicle that I had was busted, um, and it was a car anyway. I can't fucking bring shit to Montana in a car, and. uh so that that week, I'm trying to get it registered, get everything taken care of before I move. And I call to register it, and they're like, there's a lien on this vehicle. I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, well, how much is it? I'll pay it. You know, whatever. Well, it was registered in California. California doesn't want to communicate uh, properly. They don't want to play nice with people. No. And, uh, Not <laughs> so their own citizens That was either. a whole problem. Like, can I just call whatever agency down there? pay it and be good to go like no the person that is on the title has to call and pay it yeah like well that's all right so i'm like i'll give his name was art kaufman you fucking cunt (laughs) 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 so i call art kaufman and uh he not answer not answer not answer like all day long i'm like okay he fucked me he fucked me i was like we'll see <laughs> so I drove that fucking I drove that Explorer to a parking lot, like a pretty well-trafficked intersection. I uh, got out of it. I left a sign saying uh, "For sale by owner," um, like three hundred dollars or best offer. Call Art Kaufman. Left his phone number and his home address, which they were moving, so that was kind of a non-issue. He also left a fucking checkbook in there. So I threw that up on the dashboard. Oh my God. <laughs> I locked it hoping someone would break the windows out and left the keys in it, walked away. It was there for like four months. 
They really? redid the parking lot and never towed it for some With fucking reason. With the check bait and everything? Yeah, my mom sent me pictures. Somewhere there's a picture of it behind a fucking chain link fence because they were doing construction in the parking lot that it was in. Jesus. <laughs> I think the windows did get busted out of it. The front, One of the front windows got busted out of it. But yeah, I'm just like, yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'll get you back. It's all good. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so that, uh, that happened. I ended up going back and getting the car that was broken down after we got here on a train. That broke down on, t- on a mountain pass. I had some tweakers come by that had just happened to have an empty call hauler, er, car hauler on the mm-hmm. back of their truck. But I'm on a incline on a mountain pass, right? So this, this tweakers jump out. They're like, hey, we got this. No big deal. No big deal. I'm like, all right. Point with the U-Haul. I mean, I've got nothing. Like, what else am I going to do? Just keep sitting here. It's already getting cold in here. Mm-hmm. Like, worst case scenario, we're, we're thumbing it the rest of the way up this mountain if they take off my car. Like, oh. I'm, I'm really no worse off other than it's going to be a shitty walk for a little while. Yeah. So... He takes a, a ratchet strap, hooks one, uh, hooks a hook around the bottom of my frame in the front, and then he puts a fucking like beefy wrench through the middle of the the sidewall on the highway, okay. right? Loops loops the um, the strap up around the the rail on the front of the trailer and back to the wrench, which was like about the parallel with my car. Okay, all right. So they start backing. How did this work? Pulling forward. They start pulling forward, which pulls my car up onto their fucking trailer. Tweaker Tweaked ingenuity. the fuck out of this shit, dude. It was the coolest fucking thing I ever Tweaker saw in my life. Tweaker ingenuity is amazing. Yeah. And, they, and there was like a dude already sitting in the back of the pickup. It had a topper on it. And so like, well, hop in the back of the truck. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Hey, man, I got to get to where I got to get going. <laughs> so we get in the back. There's this big fat dude in fucking overalls, of course. Sitting in the back of the fucking truck. His titties up the top. Yeah. He's like, hey, you guys want a cigarette? Want to smoke a bowl? I'm like yes all of them <laughs> all of it all those yeah. <laughs> dropped us off at the summit and that was uh i mean there was it sucked the rest of the way to also because we had to figure out what we were doing once we got to the top but yeah yeah there's it's always you know you're trying to make a big move in your life there's always something's gonna fuck Dude, that shit up so absolutely i uh i mean mine mine was just money everything costs so much i mean for one like i said I, i'm not from california my wife was from california uh i lived there for a couple years but man i went to get a u-haul and i had pictured in my head how much that would cost uh and then they like they told me and it was like 600 no 1200 dollars, 1200 dollars that u-haul to get to montana and i remember being like why and they go oh okay if you were going from montana to here it'd be 300 dollars. and i'm like why they go because i don't I, I have to send somebody up there to bring it back they go this is how it works when someone comes from a state that people go to, the people like move from all the time like that's no big deal like, no one's moving from Montana to California. So we're letting you take our rig up there. You're going to drop it off the U-Haul station, and that shit ain't coming back. But that's how Utah, that U-Haul works. No one's taking U-Hauls from here to, to they, California. They're taking them elsewhere. Isn't that the whole point? Like, I that's don't how know. that company works? I don't know. But they charged me like $1,200 for it. And then uh, uh, another thing was is, I mean, now that I've lived here for a while, I get it. But they didn't want a bl- I, I, someone blindly renting a place here. And I'm like, I can't, I, I'm a blue collar worker. I can't just drive. First of all, I'm grinding, doing, you know, 11 to 14 hour day jobs just so I could afford to do this. So like, I can't drive up there 15 hours to go do a walkthrough on an apartment that I might not get. So uh, shout out to Rem. My buddy up here, Rem, Rem literally would get on FaceTime and do our walkthroughs for us. Hell yeah. So I didn't have a date when I was going to move here until I got the okay on a place. So I had to keep telling my boss, he's like, dude, like, 
it's going to be hard to fill your position. Like, when are you going? And I'm like, as soon as I know I have a place. And out of nowhere, I got a, I remember I was out on the job site. I'm dropping trees. I got service for a second. And it was like, hey, just to give you a heads up, we got the letter your wife sent. My, my ex-wife had to send a long, heartfelt letter that's like, we are good people. We're not who you think we are. We're trying to start a new life just for our son. Please give us a chance. My, she was like, my husband's a veteran. Like, I'm trying to be a school teacher. I lick crystals. I lick crystals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And anyway, so uh, <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> but uh, uh, so, yeah, like Rem was doing the walkthroughs for us. And we finally got one. I literally had to like drive up the road to text my boss two weeks instantly. The moment I got two weeks notice. So, and during the last week, uh, I had nothing but huge old growth pondos that had fallen during a storm to buck up. Because I had been doing fire rehab, and I was like... Is that a Pokemon? Pondo? Pondo. Ponderosa pines. Uh, these big-ass pine trees had gone down. And so, two instances, they took a chunk out of me, like, decently, on my way out. Uh, I wasn't thinking. The day that I got the okay to... That I had, I had the place, and I put my two weeks notice in, I'm alone on a mountain with uh, huge drop trees and I'm bucking them up and sending them down the, down the mountain and I made a, a mistake that nobody who runs chainsaw, chainsaw for a living does. I had two of them parallel uh, to the downslope and I st- stepped in between them and cut the uphill. You never do that. It's stupid. I did it and it rolled down and pinched my leg in between them. So I was out there for multiple hours trying to get my leg out. I didn't have my water. My pack was outside of arm's reach. I'm in directly in the sun. I'm grabbing sticks and stuff, trying to wedge them in. Um, luckily, I was wearing my whites. Uh, to this day, my whites have gashes in them where it bound my leg. Fuck, dude. And I got my leg out after a couple hours. And the very last day I worked there, uh, same thing, huge pondo uh, had dropped. And it was kind of one end was up in the air. And I'm like, dude, I'm almost out of here. I'm about to move to Montana. Get the fuck out of this state. Like I've been, I was on the end of an eight-year plan that I had been cooking up for. I mean, since before I got in the army, find this place that I want to be and be there. And uh, so I'm, I'm cutting these huge round off, rounds off. I'm in a good mood. I'm listening to tunes, and one of them had a stop about four inches in the bottom. When I dropped that big ass round, it was probably 30-inch DBH tree. It dropped, hit that stop, bounced, and broke my toe. Threw my logging boots, broke Damn. my toe. So I had to drive right foot, 15 hours in a U-Haul alone. Which, by the way, when you're not in a happy marriage, that was the best time I had in a long time. I was listening to tunes. I'm like, she gets mad when I dip. I'm just filling water bottles. I'm getting down to the music she don't like. Like It was a, it was a good time. It was a good time. But yeah, I had, I had to push that gas pedal with a broken toe. Damn, dude. The whole way. But I fucking made it, man. Fucking made it. Fucking made it. Well, uh, the other thing I was doing while you were gone mm-hmm. is I've got some shit coming up for, for y'all. I've, uh, I think by the time you guys hear this episode, we should have our new website live. I'm going to check it right now. Mm-hmm. Same same web address, strangeboys.com. Uh, but if you have been to that website, it sucks. So <laughs> I made a new one. Grassroots. We're <laughs> yeah. getting there. Yeah. So Because that was a website that was just like provided by our, our host. And mm-hmm. yep, there it is. All ugly as shit. So I've got a new one that should be, I th- I'm, I'm almost positive it'll be live by like 10 o'clock tonight when we're recording this. So by the time you listen to this uh, in the morning, it should be available. 
Possibly not. If it's still like white and green, that's the wrong one. If it looks really cool and has our sexy faces on it, it's the right one. Yes. <laughs> this is rad, though. This is rad. Uh, you know, we, we made a hasty attempt in the beginning to try to get some shirts and stuff out. And, it, I mean, they didn't turn out bad or anything like that, but it was a uh, bit off a little more we could chew. We didn't exactly know ex- how, it, how it was supposed to go, the semantics of it all. But uh, the way we have it set up right now, it should be – it's third party, so – they're gonna have everything you need. Like you can go through that way. You know, go through our website, hit the shop, order those things. Uh, it should be seamless, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. This so yeah, we're going through a through a supplier um, for our merch for right now. I've got some pretty cool designs coming up, actually. Super stoked. Um, so that there is technically, if you can find it, there is a design that's up right now, and I haven't posted it. I mean, you've probably seen the design, but I haven't posted the link for it. It is technically available. Um, but once I once I can actually get my hands on the product and take a look and make sure it's kind of up to our standards, then we'll uh, get those links out to you guys. But there's going to be a lot of really cool designs, actually, um, and all kinds of merch. I mean, cups, koozies, shirts, sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. I'm, Everything I'm working for on some needs. cool basketball shorts right now because... Papa needs those. Yeah, I wear basketball shorts. Yeah, that's dog. the shit. Yeah. yeah. So that shit's coming up. Um, made some new video intros, so we should have some video content. Well, we're recording this one. We'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what I will say is uh, <clears throat> give it a little bit of time. Um, we are working with the equipment we have right now. We're testing it out, but that YouTube page should be going. Thanks to Chase for uh, getting us some good animation. So uh yeah, I'm gonna start cutting and clipping, and we'll get the YouTube page going. We can share those around. Uh, I'm super excited for it. I think this shouldn't be too hard. It should be a, a great thing. Um, I have plenty of people that I know. They're like, we want to see you do this. Mm-hmm. But when we do live streams, live streams are the shit. Cause I love fan interaction. But the problem is, is tasty. I don't know where it just happens. Versus like on your time, you can go check out clips from the show. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm gonna start making reels on YouTube. Uh, I am taking over the Instagram, so the Instagram's going to be popping. Uh, we're going to get Twitter going, so we're going to be on every platform for every piece of media that we have. Uh, dude, the future is strange. We are pushing forward. We're going to start giving you guys the best product we can. I- I'm super optimistic yeah, about this. Yeah, this, this next year of content is going to look very different from anything you've seen from us so far in mm-hmm. a very good way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Not only that, but here's a little news to break. I'm building a new studio. Oh, ex- Yeah. There you go. So I'm. I should be. I'm going to be getting the building. I think this weekend I might start on it. So I'll give you a call if you want to come out for that. Um, yeah. But I'm. Yeah. Bare bones. Fucking got it down to the studs. Redo everything. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, we'll spray foam. We'll do whatever the fuck we have. Yeah, no crates. We might actually not have to take. Yeah. We'll get into the the inside baseball shit, but it's gonna be good. It's going to yeah. be good. It's going to be a solid, actual, standalone studio that's nice and soundproof and look cool and lights and all that good shit. Because I'm going to use it for a bunch of other stuff on the side. Um, hoping to... I'm putting in a putting in a demo with Audible. So maybe you'll be able to hear me read you nighttime stories soon. How about that? I would love to do the same thing if I didn't stutter and fuck up and <laughs> my goddamn autism and shit kicks in. But I'm, I'm he super excited. Read. He's got... Okay. I can read just fine. The words just go in the wrong order. Uh, no, he's got the voice for it, man. It's, it's perfect. I'm, I'm super excited for you. Hopefully. So it, it lets you request an author. So I'm going to say I'm, I'm only doing Stephen, Stephen King, King. And that's it. All right? Imagine that. <laughs> I show the guy the Dark Tower and uh, drinks the Kool-Aid. Yeah, there's no way he's going to let me read his books, but it's fine. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure whole Stevie Boy is the one that uh, picks those. I think I'll, maybe I'll maybe I'll get a hold of Joe Hill. <laughs> You've got some daddy issues, right? Yeah. But you write basically the exact same style. All right, let's do this. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So yeah, cool shit will be coming out of there. I'm sure we'll have some uh, video content coming from that room and probably while we're uh, putting it together as well. So that's coming. Uh, like your local rapper says, big things coming soon. You. Yeah. Uh, you got any recommendations? <laughs> uh, shit. Yes, I do. Okay, I this one's it. actually from Jordan. Really? All right. Jordan sent me a track this week, and it's been stuck, well, last week, and it's been stuck in my head since then. Bob Log, Boob Scotch. He's a one-man band, plays a lap steel. It's fantastic. All right. It's my I'm new in. theme song. I'm in. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to listen to that yeah. one. Also, that's going to be the theme of my birthday party next year, so just come out and put your tit in my drink. Yes, that's I'll do it. it. I'll do yeah. it. I'll have to pinch it, but yeah. we'll make it happen. <laughs> Get a shot glass. <laughs> Also, I tried. Did you see that video of me shotgun a bang mix? I did. It took a while. Your, your wife just sent me a text. I know it said bitch. And I'm like, what's going on? And I click. I said, missed a bunch of them. And it's you shot. Apparently, bang has this. Is it good? No. 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 Well, I mean. How much caffeine? There's no caffeine. It's really? It's literally. So it's like their version of a seltzer, but I hate it when they say it's a seltzer when it's not. It's just a non caffeinated alcoholic bang. You know, like uh, so what, it's what bang is, flavor with alcohol. Yeah, but caffeine. they pick the worst flavors. Like Which ones? so there, so there was a uh, the pina colada was there. Which, oddly enough, ended up being like the lighter of the flavors, which never happens. No, that's no. always like super overpowering. Cocaine right? jizz. And and I think it's really just. I mean, it's just in comparison because it was also overpowering. It was just was the least so. Okay. You know, um, they had it was called grape kittles. Kittles. Don't like that. Don't like it. Okay. Um, they had I mean if, if anybody's gonna do it, it's bang. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was some of their flavors, you know what I mean? But yeah. it was they were just but they just picked the wrong ones. Um I'll have to, I'll send you a I'll send you a picture of it for, of the box when I get home. Yeah. But like they should Give have me done, a picture of your box. Yeah, yeah. All y'all. Um <laughs> I I mean I'm sure they should have just done I, th- I think it would have worked out well if they would have done like they they had that hibiscus flavor. I think that one would have been good. I think I've had that. Um, they I think the uh, key lime one would have been good. Maybe the apple one, um, the peach mango. I feel like is just an obvious pick for an alcoholic drink. Yeah, for sure. That one actually tastes really good too. That would taste really good, yeah. and it's it, it's not like a you can drink that and it's refreshing. But like the re- the flavors they had in the box were just like punchy in the back of the throat. I got them on mm. sale because I think they're not selling well because they taste like they're just too much. They you need can't, caffeine. You can have one. Yeah, right. Because yeah. at least it would make sense. And I think that's what it is. Is like this is too much flavor to not be getting energized out of exactly. it. And it's like I can't drink these at five percent a piece. And like you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. gonna be one. I bought a twelve pack and I've still got most of them at home. And I was like a week Man, and a half ago. Bring them over next time. I was gonna bring them all the day and just <laughs> leave them here. <laughs> I didn't drink them shits too. I just. <laughs> dangerous yeah yeah so bang i'm disappointed in you big big fan big fan of the brand you should have done better on those you should have just dialed it back man i don't know you did Mm. you did it wrong Mm. so that's my not recommendation how about that i got one right now so i've got one that i'm reading and one that i want to read so that's a good one all right uh (laughs) the immortality key the Mm -hmm. secret history of the religion with no name it's uh by brian c uh And uh, it is based on a looking at the Bible and other religious texts in the historical context they came from, 
and uh, psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham Hancock did the forward. He uh, did do the, the forward. forward. Look at you, yeah. you dork. Yep. Yes, he did. Uh, it's, it's actually really good. Um, the guy who wrote it isn't one who's super into psychedelics, so he went at it from a scientific point of view. But, super uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, like it starts off with um, people who are dying of uh, terminal illnesses because um, apparently, and who knows what the original rate was, but in the last year, the rate of depression in people who are already dying is down by 25%. That's good. We're happy about dying. So that's about 4%. What does that and, really uh, say? <laughs> it says a lot. But um, yeah, in New York, and, and, uh, and also I think Johns Hopkins did as well, they um, gave them mushrooms. And uh, first of all, a lot of them didn't die. Have actually recovered. And then their outlooks on life are completely different. Uh, and then once it gets into the religious side of it, um, it goes deep, deep, in, including uh, referring to passages in, in the Bible, the Quran, uh, and the idea that the Christians, because uh, he, he mostly goes at Christians, the Christians of uh, the early days, you know, 2,000 years ago, we're still completely using pagan ideas or pagan um, rituals to deal with religion. And then they got into a new religion, but they were still doing that. So, I mean, you go all the way back to the uh, uh, the original Bible. So, going back to uh, <laughs> going back to, I mean, even the burning bush with Moses, um, he was terrified. If you read into that, he was completely scared. And it seems like what was happening was is they were all um, eating psychedelic drugs. Just geeked out of his gourd, bro. So he's comparing them the to modern day Christians. And it's on fire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and um, the uh, the Christians of today, the reason they're so angsty and it's a different version of them especially in the dark ages as well it's because yeah and it's not (laughs) just that the original interpretations of god happened while taking psychedelics and then you have these people that are reading about them in books and interpreting them sober and that happens for (laughs) so long sucks all of a sudden (laughs) dude and they're just like pushing that shit on people in reality is they don't have the touch of god now god is a very general term in this book it's used for whatever intelligence that you make contact with when you do a psychedelics. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's just this comparison of like, if you're a real Christian, pretty much like if you really want to say you've met God, like you have to do it the way the people that actually wrote those books did it. And it, it goes really, really far back past the Romans. And we're finding out now that, uh, I don't know if you heard the last month, they found uh, Roman um, wine uh, vessels yeah and take and, and uh and actually tested them and they had hallucinogens in them so all those uh depictions we have of the romans getting slammed on wine they were frying and paganism as we know especially with chase over the big viking like plenty of pagan uh you know groups of people did hallucinogens and psychedelics to talk to you know god and to have these experiences and literally, like the Christians you see now that are Bible thumping, that's not where that came from at all. And the other book I have is uh, the Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. And uh, sorry, I don't have. I want to get. There is no Audible, and the Catholic Church. Maybe at, I can read that one. I'd be rad. Be rad. <laughs> uh, the uh, the the um, the Pope actually reached out and bought up all the copies. Can't let that up. No, because the guy that wrote it is the guy that uh, spent 20 years interpreting the uh, uh, Black Sea Scrolls. Interesting. 
Sorry, Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So after 20 years of interpreting those scrolls. All right, you got an angry bull in the back of your house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, after 20 years of doing it, that's what he came to find out was that the Bible is based on. What in the fuck is going on back there? Is based on uh, the fact that he thinks that the Bible was um, fertility. Um, uh, fertility. Uh, <laughs> fuck god damn it um fertility rituals okay and uh their way of using psychedelics to talk to god and they worded it so weird for one they were frying and two because they uh so many countries were conquering each other that they wanted to hide it hide these old rituals in a way where they could pick them back up but other people couldn't interpret them that's, so that's crazy the, that's the next one wow yeah Right on. Well, let's uh, go ahead and wrap this one up. And yep. uh, yeah, we got cool shit coming up for you next week. We got it. We have a whole topic that we didn't even get to yet. So we'll expand on that next week. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We will be back with you next Wednesday. Yep. Uh, check out that website, strangeboys.com. Hopefully it's available by the time you hear Good this. Good shit coming to you. Get some merch, yeah. get some swag. Please like, share, comment. Where the algorithm is suffering on the Strange Range Facebook page just because of inactivity last year. So if you can help us build that back up, we'll be really appreciative. Absolutely. Bounce I'll back. show you my balls. That's all it takes. You. I'll show you my balls. Like, no, it, like and subscribe. Just to be clear, this has nothing to do with social. I just I would like to show you my balls. Chase says free dick pics. <laughs> Fuck all right. yeah. Thanks, everybody. All right. Appreciate it. Woo! Woo! Let's go! <laughs> that was awesome, man. Awesome. I'm podcasting.